it's choosing yourself 100%. Um, if you don't choose yourself and, and make time, create time for you, you're ripping yourself off, but also everyone around you because they're not going to see your best self, your happier self. And it's it's also teaching the people around you, especially if you've got little humans. Like how dare you rip off these little humans, teaching them that they can't choose themselves and have time for themselves to grow and evolve and care for themselves. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. Welcome to 2024. I am so excited for this year and I'm delighted to kick the year off with one of the most phenomenal souls I know, Melinda Grinner adventurer, wife to blaze, mother to breath, oak and ocean, is also the proud owner of Raw Coaching. Now, this was previously MAB Personal Training and Adventures, which was mind and body personal training and adventures. Now, as you'll hear in today's interview, Raw is all about empowering the real, authentic woman to be, do and have the life she desires from a place of love and using health as her anchor, activating her strength to have the confidence mentally, physically, and emotionally within this beautiful soul really does inspire, transform, and make a difference in many people's lives. I know you're going to love the way she approaches life in the busyness of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and being married, and all of the things that she is. You're going to get some real gems in this interview today on how you can make 2024 your best year ever. I cannot wait to hear what you think about our beautiful interview today, and I cannot wait to get your comments, thoughts, and feedback. Let's kick this year off and make it an exceptional one. You can head on over to my Instagram page, Kim Morrison and the number 28, Facebook, Kim Morrison Training, or you can head on over to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. Thank you so much to all of you who have been on the ride with me to date. Welcome to all of you beautiful new listeners. I really hope you get as inspired as I do by opening up these people's lives and stories to share with you. And I certainly look forward to getting all your comments, thoughts, and feedback so that I can interview beautiful souls just like every single guest I've had on here. So don't be afraid to reach out. I also want to thank you for giving the show a five-star rating. That's what helps us to get this out there to everybody. And it really is an opportunity for us to just share in the lives, the stories, the comebacks, and also the inspiration of many beautiful humans. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to hearing from you. Take care, be kind, and let's make 2024 our best year ever.
Welcome to 2024. I could not think of a better person to start the year's podcasts off. This beautiful soul, as you've heard, is an exceptional being when it comes to taking care of herself, but also honoring herself. And more importantly, this beautiful soul is someone who I look up to, someone who I am admiring from afar always, but also very connected to her love of physicality, intellectual and emotional intelligence, and also a love of life family and partners. Welcome to the self-love podcast, beautiful Mel. Thank you for having me. And I just <laughs> want to say I always look at look at you and look up to you and admire you. So oh, oh nice. <laughs> Mutual admiration society. Yes, I love I, it. I do realise I said partners. I, I did notice that too. That. <laughs> yeah, I just want to clarify, I only have one husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably coming from the angle of partners in crime, partners in business, partners in all sorts, but let's just clarify that one to start with. But beautiful Mel, I've known you for quite some time, and I think this is a poignant way to start 2024. But before we get into all the exceptional work that you're doing, could you take us on a little journey as to what has led you into doing the work and also probably the contribution that you make to society today. Could you take us on a journey? What led you here? Okay, where do I start? Um, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably start on the the journey of I guess self discovery and choosing self, which which really started at the age of twenty one for myself. Going to self development workshops, uh, I was in a sales. Um, industry at the time. And then I stumbled across purpose, which was moving in the gym. And I realized how much I loved it. And I thought, well, I might just learn about that at the age of 25. And um, then learning about it, I was like, yeah, that could just be a little bit of side money, a little bit of a hobby for me. And next thing I knew, I just found my purpose. I loved helping people and clients, you know, just came to me and I had my books full straight away. Um, And then I just realized how much I just loved it and having that passion and that um, having the impact and seeing how it supported women and men at the time too. So that I really feel like the whole journey of uh, living a life on purpose and then throughout that too at the age of 25 I was about to get married and I decided uh not to get married to that person after seven years three months before the wedding (laughs) and um I I just realized I loved that person though I wasn't in love and we were going in two different directions like I wanted to be out running and living and enjoying life and he wanted to be on the PlayStation which is beautiful that we were just two different people so uh, that was probably the biggest leap of choosing myself and one of the hardest decisions I ever made at the age of 25. Though on that journey from 25 to 30, um, thankfully I had a very toxic relationship in that time, which, you know, they say relationships are not happiness, relationships are growth, and it taught me so much um, about my kryptonite, my weaknesses, and and really it made me realize how many insecurities I had and self-worth issues. And um, it just allowed me to have the opportunity to choose to go within myself. And from going within myself and uh, feeling all of that discomfort, 
And most importantly, reaching out for support, finding women um, and programs and uh, people that could support me along the way. And Women for Women was a big one at that age, at 25. And I always call Maureen at that um, that time, she was like my fairy godmother, though she really uh, helped me find the woman within myself and then unlocked and gave me the permission to do what I really wanted to do, which was adventure. So um, traveling the world and going to do Kokoda and the Camino de Santiago, which is 900 kilometers from France to Spain and Everest Base Camp and Mount Kilimanjaro. Like all of those adventures taught me so much about myself, my vulnerabilities, my strengths. Uh, I met so many amazing people. Every encounter I learned something from. Uh, One of the big things I learned, though, was the whole expectation of other people. So it allowed me to go back within myself. And from that, I, I really just learned so much about myself. And then when I came back from one of the big adventures just before my 30th birthday, I decided to go back to a toxic relationship and it was a kick in the gut. <laughs> I I fell to the ground. Um, two weeks after we broke up, I actually found out I was pregnant, um, just about to turn 30. And it was like, what do I do? You know, I'm 30. What if I don't have the opportunity to meet someone again? Like, though I realized if I it was all coming from a place of fear, 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 fear. So what would love do in that moment? And that's where I really, really lived into that. It was like, I need to love myself right now and choose myself. And I actually chose to have an abortion at such at that point in my life. And it was so scary um, because it went against a lot of values and self beliefs that I had, though I realized I needed to have that abortion and that 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 life came into my well for me to have opportunity to choose myself. So I chose to have the abortion and I chose that year, the year of my 30th, to have a relationship with myself, rise in love with myself and share that with the world, see what that looks like rather than always needing a man to feel enough, to feel loved. And that year was the most epic year ever. Like I, um, you know, I, I adventured, I I found this place of contentment within myself and the Camino was a big part about that too, uh, realising that that feeling of contentment, not worrying about the future or the past and finding that contentment within myself. And I just got to find out who I was at that moment in time. And it was it was like this contagious disease of, you know, everyone I encountered and I coached and really just shared with them how much, you know, um, who you surround yourself with most importantly impacts your energy, though just how important it is to love yourself first and then that is going to attract your tribe. And and I had so much to give. So that's where I got into a lot of community work too and raised a lot of money for the community, um, particularly with the Pretty in Pink walkathons at the time. Um, which was four years in a row. And over that journey till I'm caught in my husband, <laughs> I um I got really clear with with who I wanted to create life with. Though I definitely also got to a point of completely okayness and acceptance of me being enough with me. So when I got to the point of actually going, right, I'm ready to call in my one. 
it was from a place of pure love and knowing that it wasn't about going to make me happy. It was about amplifying my happiness. So I was very, very clear with the man who I wanted to call in and I had my man board. I was very intentional and it was funny. It was actually yesterday was um, our anniversary, the day we met online. so yes, and I I literally um I created the board at the start of January and it was the 24th of January when we met online, literally 10 minutes after being online. And it was just such a like there was so much trust in love, so much trust in the journey. And it was just a beautiful pivotal moment in my life of realizing how so many of the choices that I made up until that moment got me to there and how much it all came to the, the self-love along the way in the journey and just being at a place of uh, feeling complete. I didn't need him to to make me complete. Um, so that that's what got me to there. And then between now and then, which has been eight years, it's been just a, a whole deeper level again. And the moment that we decided to call in the invitation to have a baby that brought up vulnerabilities and every time that I've had um discomfort I I've put my hand up and you know seek support and Kim like you were one of those people that myself and Blaze seek support at such a young moment in our relationship when some insecurities came up for Blaze and um I was speaking a language that he couldn't understand and you know you were this beautiful angel that gifted us time just to have a chat and then that then allowed us to have a better understanding, but then also did the work together so we could understand the language together. So now I um I could keep on going, but let let let's let's see where where I'm up to and if if you wanted me to go deeper on that or where yes. Um, I don't even know if I've told you many of that stuff before, Kim. <laughs> it's it's very powerful and I absolutely right. love it. And you know, any of the listeners know that I take a lot of notes and there was a lot of things that you said in there. And I think what really, really spoke to me in that moment, there was a couple of things. One of the things that you said at the very beginning was you saw that lady who gave you permission mm. to be you. I want to ask you a question standing as the woman you are today. Do you think we need to seek validation or permission from others? And what do you mean exactly when she gave you permission? Or was it you giving yourself permission, but she was the catalyst? She was the one that held space for me to open up to give myself permission, though that insecure little girl didn't know how to give myself permission at that time. I just didn't know. And um, being at a place of pain and self-doubt and insecurity um, and self-worth in in that moment in time, I I didn't know how to ask permission. Um, And it's such a journey too, like um, coming back to that place of love and even seeing how that little girl, you know, shows up sometimes and, and being curious about that. Like I started a dance class yesterday, which is so intentional. And, you know, this is a place for me to, to really just, uh, have that space for me to rise in love with me and connect with me and and just getting to know the new woman that I am now too um, after having three babies. And, you know, even yesterday I noticed there was a moment where we were dancing with our eyes closed and I felt like going to the ground, though I didn't because I felt like I needed permission to do it. And I was like, whoa, there's that little girl again. So, 
and I, and I spoke about it and I can see that awareness. So the awareness is what sets us free um, and being curious about why we do the things we do because everything can be intentional. So now that's a, a curiosity of mine about, okay, cool, where is that little girl been showing up lately that I've been asking for permission again because I don't need that permission of anyone else but myself. So it's um yeah so important for us as women to know that but when we feel that we get lost along the way just we need you know someone else to just lead us back to ourselves yeah i think that's mm. the beauty that mm. we get put onto this planet we're not given a guidebook we're mm. taken by our parents with their beliefs and values and then as we form our own, sometimes we can feel a bit disconnected, maybe even discombobulated, maybe even not knowing who we are. But that is the journey to self, isn't it? And mm. I think one of the other things you said in there was about adventures and getting out into the nature, getting out into the physical world, actually moving your body to move through these different life stages. Mm. Is that something that's really drawn you to connect to self, to connect to spirit, to connect to your heart? Is it your body first or is it the other way around? Well, my body has to get there for my mind to drop there, I guess, for my mind to drop into my heart. Like I am so passionate and so I'm like a broken record when it comes to that though. And this is one thing too, like when I get to a place of um, self-doubt or not just not present, I'm, I'm lost in the chaos of motherhood and, and life and juggling all the balls and the different hats. If I move my body and go to Mother Nature, Mother Nature holds me. She supports me. She is me, you know, and she just allows that space for me just to stop around. If I feel I need to be held, I'm being held. If I need to release, I'm releasing um, you know, if I need some inspiration, I'm turned on. I feel like Mother Nature and movement, you know, uh, movement equals movement. So if I move my body, I can shift that energy through my body, uh, whether I need to receive some love through Mother Nature, release some anger through my body. There's so many gifts and it's free for all of us if we move our body intentionally. I know. I love it so, so much. Another thing that you mentioned, which I'd just love to double back on, this is a brand new year. It's a number eight year, apparently. And if we're into all astrology and things, mm. I think I'm right in saying Pluto has moved from Capricorn, I heard someone saying, and it's just giving everyone an opportunity for new beginnings. And it's an abundant year if we choose to take that ride. So one of the things that you were talking about at the very beginning, though, and this is something that astounds me is the repeated patterns, the repeated relationships, the toxicity that you kept taking yourself back into. Now, I know you and I now have a link to that, but for someone listening to this who perhaps is finding themselves in this constant perpetual patterning that's not serving them, what do you think was the biggest insight or what was the biggest aha for you to shift that belief that that was the only pattern to be in? Just nothing changes, nothing changes. You know, and and it, actually it was funny. I can remember being in this emotionally unavailable thing <laughs> before I met husband and I can remember being in it and it was fun. It was fun. Though I can remember seeing some friends getting wined and dined and, and respected and seen and I was like, whoa, like if nothing changes here, nothing changes. Like, I'm actually doing this from a place of fear. 
So what if I actually chose love right now? What would love really do? She would trust. She would put herself out there. She would know exactly what she wants and she wouldn't be afraid to ask for what she wants. So um, I I feel like that it, it was actually probably the external noticing and taking that ownership within myself with nothing changes, nothing changes. So. Exactly. And so many mm. people seem to think that the, it's an external thing, that mm. life is happening to them, mm. that it's life doing it to them. But we come to a point, the more we go down this personal growth mm. pathway and being, like you said, incredibly curious around our patterning or around our behaviors or beliefs or even challenging all of those things. Mm. As we transition into each phase or different stage in our life, do you think that that is a stepping stone to reach what? Like, where are we heading? For those of us that keep wanting to learn and grow and get curious mm. and understand our weaknesses and vulnerabilities and all of those things, where exactly do you think we're heading, Mel? <laughs> That's a funny question. And and it's funny, like I feel that um, it's a journey right now that matters. It's like when I an adventure has taught me so much. It's never been about the top of the mountain. Like the top of the mountain, it's a journey along the way. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, there's going to be another mountain. So for me, like where are we heading? Like I feel that uh, the acceptance and the contentment within ourselves right now, that is what is peace. Chasing to be, you know, bigger, better, faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's from a place of fear that we're not enough right now. So if we can believe that we and accept us who we are right now, though this doesn't come down to going, oh, yeah, I'm overweight, I'm unhealthy, I'm, you know, um, I'm unhappy in my relationship. Oh, that's okay, I'll just accept that and not do anything and I'll just love myself and love this situation. It's like, okay, cool, I accept where I am right now, though. What do I choose? Do I choose to evolve? Because nothing stays the same. Everything changes. We either evolve or dissolve. So what do I choose? And then choosing from a place of love and acceptance to grow and continuously be in that place of contentment. That, that for me, is being present. What is contentment? Present in the moment. Um, that's what I feel, you know, for me that I guess that I'm chasing if, if you, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think there's something very profound in those words. And to those of you listening to this right now, it might just even encourage you to pause, go back and just see that one again. That whole understanding of accepting and being in the present, but then having a choice to improve it or make it better or change it. Sometimes, though, I think you'll agree with me that a holding zone is also important, just a pause and reflection. I know you're big on this. What are your thoughts around those moments? Like sometimes to make a decision in the height of an emotional state isn't always best either. What's your words of advice for when we are in a bit of turmoil or challenge to actually create a holding pattern or a zone where we can actually just pause and and this is so key and this is where you know ideally depending on the situation and what's involved that you have someone to support you in those moments if you don't know how to be with what you're being with so if it hurts too much or if it feels too discomfort that feeling is what's going to set you free that that you know being with it and reflecting because it's our past experiences that give us the opportunity of growth because we get to choose what we get, what we want to do with our past experiences. So if we're able to get into that place of 
um, if it, you want to call it yuckness or pain, and you're there and be there as long as you need to be there. And us women, like we have so much wisdom. And, you know, I have to say, like, I really, really feel like I've only just touching the surface of my wisdom. And motherhood has opened up like this whole new portal, I feel, with my womb space. And having that moment to, you know, connect with her and asking her what does she need right now, even naming the feelings and what what do they need right now. You know, maybe they need you to go and lay on the beach and just be there. Maybe they need you to go in the bath and just cry and intentionally cry the tears away and let the bath water out with the tears. Like just really um, being okay with with whatever feelings come up. It's that vulnerability, which is our superpower, especially as women and men, but for women right now I'm talking, speaking to and, you know, having that vulnerability just to be raw, you know, just raw. Us, real. Which, which happened to be the name of your business there for a while, it wasn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? No, no, well, Raw is a new business name. Ah, well, that that's is. It. I that keep is. seeing it. <laughs> yes, R-A-W, the new one. It was always M-A-B, Mind and Body, and then it moved to a new name because after 16 years, myself, the woman I am, had grown and evolved and MAB was beautiful, mind and body, and it had so many great experience. And and that baby, because it's that was my baby, it wasn't me, it was my baby, um, you know, helped so many people. It was like the vessel that helped so many people. Though um, this new chapter of rawness, I guess, is that's why where that came from, about me being more raw and giving permission to the women to be more raw if they don't, you know, have the ability to give themselves that permission right now. Raw has always been an acronym for me for real, mm. authentic, and whole. Yes. And I look at that, and when you were saying that, I just all I felt, I was covered in goosebumps, is it's rawness is being real, it's being authentic, and it's whole, embracing all parts of us, the good, mm. the bad, and the not so great, all the ugly. So when you think about that now, as you've evolved, and I think what we're hearing here is the continuation and the involvement of who we are as women, uh, partners, wives, mothers, sisters, daughters, friends, all of these roles that we play, I hear the word balance thrown around around so often. Uh, What's your thoughts on the words life balance when you are all of those things we just said plus a businesswoman thrown in amongst it? What does it mean to you to live a balanced lifestyle? I, I really feel balance is BS and it's just setting ourselves up for failing um, and feeling like we're not enough because it's just impossible to get balance. Like it's not real. It's a very um, disempowering word. I, I really love and, and we use this in the house is harmony, a life in harmony. So um, and one way that sets us up as a unit as well as me as a as an individual woman is working out my pockets of time um what I have on each day literally from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep I color code it into self-care I color code it into relationship I color code it for career um finances um motherhood like there's so many like I color code it and then I plan out the week and then I go to my husband and he does the same so we both can intertwine because I'm not just Miss Independent Woman doing this by myself. We are a family unit now so we go together and then work out, 
you know, do we both feel like we're winning? You know, do we feel that this is in harmony? You know, and sometimes life will throw a curveball and that's okay. And that's where you have that trust in love and acceptance to pivot, pivot, not throw your hands up and life is happening to me, it's happening for me. And another line that I heard from one of my teachers beyond it happening for me it's happening through me yeah and I find that that quite a fascinating thing too when you really really let that land it's quite a Mm. beautiful way to look at it um one of the things that you also mentioned which I know you're very big on and I want to just backtrack a little bit is the power of intentionality or being very aware of what it is you want to attract into your life or what you want to do in your life does that come back to part of your planning as well or can you be spontaneous with being intentional Could you explain to us what you think being intentional or having intentions is about? Intention is everything. Like it's just the the intention that I put into having my shower in the morning, the intention I have put I put into brushing my teeth, the intention, it's it's a choice. It comes to power of choice. We can choose what we why we do something and I believe it comes down to that activation of feeling. So um, just on the weekend, I had an intentional workshop day planning the year for uh, the eight women that joined and it was all about setting the intention. And so many women that were there were like, wow, I've done goal setting all so many times, you know, my business, my life over the years. I've never put so much focus into the feeling of what I want to create. So it's that feeling. And then, you know, that's where manifestation comes into it. And I, I, I love manifestation. I believe I'm a manifesting queen. So um, power of tension is, is everything for me. And it's just amazing too, like when we have something challenging in our lives, if we pause in that moment to realize that we have the choice to tap into intention. So, For example, there might be a full moon or there might be um, a sunrise or a sunset and you could intentionally choose to go to a space or in your home where you release whatever the challenge is, you know, connect with spirit, ask for answers, um, whatever you feel that you, your soul is needing um, in the power of intention just activates your own power. I want people to know as they're listening to you speak, Mm. you are one of the most busiest women I know. You have three very activated, action-packed children. Your husband is also a leader. And for those of you who are starting to click, we had Beautiful Blazers, the last podcast of 2023. He was exceptional and definitely came with a, a very masculine and that real beautiful male approach, but encompassing the feminine. I want to check in with you now. As you embrace the feminine, how does Mel embrace and honour, acknowledge the masculine? It, the the masculine is just so like I I feel that I was living in my masculine for so many years too, and it's such a dance. So for me, honoring the masculine, um, when and it's such for me, I guess it comes back to my my you know what would love do. So in moments where I need to get shit done, I can be in my masculine. You know, the second I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right. Let's go. Lunchbox is made. I've got my first client at this time. Um, it's very, very masculine driven. Like it's very much boom, 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 boom. And 
it's noticing that I I do I love that part because I I need that part to get shit done. At the same time, I have to also dance between them because it also can you know emasculate. Is it emasculate or demasculate? <laughs> Make sure I say the right word. Um, you know, my husband. So it, it's something that um, it's knowing um, when to lean into what the dance between the both and what what what's my intention today and what's going to best serve me today to get to that, to be that. Some people listening to this will go, God, it's enough to just live and pay mm. bills and get into the work. And we can all use the word busy as an excuse for not being intentional or having some sort of curiosity around the challenges or repeat patterning or how we believe things. In your humble opinion, then, taking time to grow and work on oneself, is that the key to loving oneself? Oh, it's choosing yourself 100%. Uh, if you don't choose yourself and and make time, create time for you, you're ripping yourself off, but also everyone around you because they're not going to see your best self, your happier self. And it's it's also teaching the people around you, especially if you've got little humans. Like how dare you rip off these little humans, teaching them that they can't choose themselves and have time for themselves to grow and evolve and care for themselves, um, you know, and there's moments where it'd be so much easier just to um, cancel whatever I wanted to do for myself, so much easier. Though, like, even this morning, I had a dentist appointment at 7 o'clock and I was like, okay, cool, I could drive there, come back. I knew that I had to be up at 5, five to make lunch boxes and everything for school and I was like, cool, how can I, how can I optimise right now? I'm going to ride to the dentist, you know, I'm going to ride there, ride back. And that's my exercise done. It means I don't have to get in the gym and get super sweaty. I can tick it off. Plus it also, it actually is an aligned action with my intention this year, which is freedom. So I, anyone that rode past me this morning, I would have looked like a little probably teenager with a big cheesy smile. I had my head bopping, I had music, I was singing out loud and I didn't care for the people that heard my ah. When they went past me because they would have heard that, not the music in my ears. Though I just felt, and then when I seen the kids, when um, I met them for a coffee before we went and did school drop-off and kindy drop-off, and I just felt so much more present with them, tolerant and happy within myself. They got to get the best me because I chose me. So, yeah, it could be easier not to, but you're ripping everyone else off plus yourself. Is that your definition of self-love then, choosing oneself? 100%, choosing oneself. Uh, it's a it's the greatest action of self-love is choosing oneself from a place of love. Yeah, there's a lot of people, I don't know if you think about this too, but when I was at high school, to love yourself was you were up yourself. Yeah. And there was a real fine line between arrogance and confidence and yet now all we do is want people to love who they are. How do you suggest from a mother's perspective to show your children the importance of their worth, but also that they're no more important perhaps than someone else? Mm. How do you create that whole connection of making sure everyone in the family is honoured, but each one of us have different needs at different times? Mm. Motherhood certainly teaches you strategy, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. 
and and it's you know be what you seek so so being um you know being kind <laughs> um being understanding like love is kindness understanding compassion compassionate tolerance so being all of that for our children that is the way that they're going to learn and you know even when someone's talking and then someone might be having like we've got three kids we're so outnumbered and then you know say breath my eldest is having a chat to us but then my middle child oak who's four he's having a full meltdown you know they're a moment of letting breath know we love him he's important we will finish this conversation and oak needs us right now he's having a really hard time so i guess that's where you know it, it's such a hard thing you feel like you're ripping off one child to go to another child but it's also teaching all of them about understanding and compassion and um that everyone matters like we all matter because i feel at the end of the day that ultimately every human all we want we want to feel we matter mm. you know and we're not going to feel we matter if we don't feel we matter ourselves to love yeah. ourselves that's so, so true so, so yeah. true mm. do you think then from your humble perspective um and, and this is just going a little bit out there um just just go with me on this um I've always said if the woman of the home is happy and healthy, life runs smoothly for everyone else. I don't mean that in a sexist way by any stretch of the imagination, but how do you you respond to that statement and do you believe in it? I actually do. We're the queens. We need to be looked after. We are the queens. And, and, you know, like it's been such a dance and and acceptance and I'm glad that I've had uh, experienced motherhood later in life, like I'm 41 now. Um, so I'm grateful for the growth that I had to go into motherhood to have so much uh, understanding of myself. Though um, the fact is, especially when the kids are so little, there's so much more is on mama, so much more. Like you are mum, like you are the one that they want most, you know, and only just now that breath is going to school, I even seen the morning, we, we left him and he's like, bye, dad. Didn't even say bye to me. It was like stabbed to the heart. But it was a, a realisation of, okay, cool. I can see that it's starting to pivot. Though that first five years, like it's so much on you, the mama, the nurturer, the carer. Like you don't ever turn off as a woman. Like you are a queen. And it's not that the men are, you know, lazy or they don't help in that aspect. It's because... You are that part of you. And, yes, we can ask for support and ask what we need from the man, though I really do believe they have their role and we have our role. And part of their role is to make sure that we're okay as well, to support us. You know, there's nothing more sexier than a man making sure he moves mountains to ensure his queen is doing something for her. Like that is sexy as fuck. Like, you know, honor her, support her. Like, I love it when I'm like, oh, babe, I really want to go and get a massage. Yep. Cool. What do I need to move? How do I need to do that? You need that. Like really, really important. Um, And it's not that we're, you know, above or below or anything like that. We are just mama. If we're the the woman in the house, we're we're the one that birthed that child. We grew that child in us. Like we, uh, we need to be nurtured and looked after as well. I agree. I couldn't agree more. 
You have learned so much in your 41 years. You've also tolerated a lot. You've been through many highs and lows. What would you say, if you're willing to share, is one of your biggest rock bottom moments? And then what did you do to traverse through it? And was is there any tips that you could advise to any of us that are going through a challenge right now? The stepping stones, perhaps, to just get out of that space and to keep, as you say, moving. Sure. There's been a few, though. Um, one that was probably the biggest rock bottom one was probably which I did touch on I would have to say was that 30 year old uh, girl growing into a woman and going through an abortion and just I can remember a pivotal moment where I was sitting down Happy Valley sitting there by the water looking out at the ocean it was an overcast day and I felt like just jumping in and just going out going just leaving everyone and I and I just felt like you know, I was just like, I, I just want to go. I want to leave this town. And I can just remember and I was like, whoa, that's not a healthy thought. I'm like, what am I going to do from that? And I, I can remember at the time a friend gifted me a kinesiologist appointment. I thought, okay, cool. All right, well, that's one one key support person. I'll, I'll go and start that. And I did. So what got me out of it was, okay, what do I choose right now? So I guess my biggest thing for the, the listeners going back to that moment of feeling the feels, but also asking, what do I choose? And then who can I ask to support me on this right now? You know, who can I ask to support me? I think, and I feel, and I believe the most strongest thing ever is women and couples seeking support. Um, You know, having people in your corner that's going to help you you know, get back on path. They're not going to tell you what to do, but it's about the people. And if anyone tells you what to do, get rid of them. You want people that are going to unlock the power within yourself because they're going to unlock your wisdom and they're going to empower you to make a choice about what excites you. So for me, I made a choice to get support and I made a choice to live. I chose to live. I chose to love myself. I then had like a list of like, you know, things that my self-love list. And I think you even just did a self-love challenge, yes, Kim, for this one. So, you know, and one of the things is like, you know, rubbing oil on my body, like your oil and your oils and um, intentionally loving on myself. So, um, yeah, just choosing to have support and choosing what life you want to live. You know, I always say to people, well, what's the alternative? So if you're in something crappy right now, what's the alternative? What do you choose? There's always something you can flip, you know. You need darkness to have lightness. Um, It's all part of growth. Love that darkness. Choose to be in it. Choose to accept it and trust. Choose to trust in whatever's challenging you right now because it's going to be an opportunity to grow and evolve into the better version of you that you never even thought existed. Like the woman that I am now, like to be the mother that I am, like I would never have been the wife or the mother that I am now if I went through that when I was 30. So I'm, yeah, I hope that answers that question. 
everything's perfect, isn't it? We think it's not preordained. We think it's not, um, <laughs> it's random. We might think sometimes it's synchronicity, but in fact, we're the drivers, we're the masters mm. of this. And when we do it with intentionality, sometimes the worst parts of our life become the greatest gifts of our life. It's, I think you will both agree on this. When we're in the middle of that, for someone to tell us it's a gift would probably not go down well. <laughs> But if we can slowly crawl, walk, and jog our way through that, I loved what you said before, to feel the feels. So I've written down here your three tips of getting through a funk or challenge. Number one, feeling the feels. What do I choose? And who can I ask to support me right now? Those Mm. are three very, very powerful questions. And I just want to acknowledge you for that because most humans stay in a dark place, and I'm generally speaking, because they feel so alone, not lonely, Mm. alone. Mm. And that's a very, very hard place to be. So as we set our intentions for 2024, I want you to just really imagine that we were one of those eight women in that beautiful room with you right now. And I would be so honored if you could share with the self-love listener how they could set their intentions for 2024. Absolutely. would love to do that. Um, So first of all, going to a feeling, what do you want to feel this year? Like what, what is it that you want to feel? And this is where some women can get stuck because they might be feeling the pain or what what they, you know, uh, experienced last year that wasn't everything they wanted to experience. So if someone's like, um, they're just feeling stuck. Okay, cool. So if you're feeling stuck, what's the opposite of stuck? And it might be freedom or peace, alive. So find, find the feeling that you want to experience this year. Uh, and then once you find that feeling, so it's, it's actually a reverse engineering. So your feeling is the end result. Though once you've got that, go backwards and go, okay, cool. So let's work out what that feeling is. Let's work out how we're going to get that feeling. And let's work out why we're going to get that feeling. So what plus how plus why equals feeling. So your why is so important, especially when we're in a place where we don't want to be. Um, It's really working out, okay, well, why do you want to feel, for example, free? Freedom's my one this year. Why why do I want to feel freedom? Okay, well, if I feel freedom, I'm going to feel more joy, more happy. Um, If I feel free, it's going to give me more opportunity to grow and to impact others because last year I felt quite restricted and I didn't have the space to do what I wanted to do so if I feel free and have that freedom I can do more of what I love Um, it's going to give my children a taste of that freedom as well so going into the why and then ultimately going to bed at night and looking in that mirror and just looking at myself and knowing I had a great day you know I I I most importantly loved on myself. I did what I wanted to do for me. My children have gone to sleep happy and healthy. My husband is happy and healthy. He feels supported in his business. My clients are happy and they're on their journey. Um, Even if it's not, you know, happy, joy, joy, they're on their journey and I know that they're good and they're supported. And I know that I did my best to fulfill that freedom. So that's a big why, that that feeling of, I'm proud of myself for doing what gives me freedom. And then 
the what. Okay, so so what? So work out what the what is. So, for example, um, it's having the freedom to, for example, run my women's retreat for three days and know my family's looked after. Um, and then the how. The how would be having my pockets of time worked out. The how would be making sure I have a free pocket of time to be free, um, making sure that I seek support so I've got more support with my children so I have that pocket of time. So there's a lot of different factors there. These are aligned actions that are going to get to that feeling. So once you've got that, then I also, an extra invitation is to actually that feeling with your what, your why, create a vision board that you can see all of that, that you can see you doing the things that are going to be that feeling and then you'll have it. So it's manifestation. So I hope that makes sense without yeah. drawing, writing. <laughs> it's so powerful. And I think when we visually see it, and some people do it through um, creating a vision board on Canva or something yeah. or PowerPoint or something, or you can literally cut out pictures of magazines. Um, I have a power journal. Uh, because I like to carry it with me rather than just a board and it's ever-changing and so cute to look back on because in my journal there was a picture, for instance, of Uluru and I've never been to Uluru and I really just thought I, I don't have to work out the how I'm going to get there. I just know that one day I mm. want to get there. And a number of years ago I got invited to a wedding out there and it was just like I didn't ask, I didn't know how it was going to happen. Then I noticed there was things of Peru, seeing mm -hmm. beautiful ancient Peru and we got to hike there and we took a tour group there. And I think sometimes the how, you might have stages, but also maybe the flexibility to allow the universe to carry you into those spaces. I know you're big on that. I also know you're huge on sunrise and maybe sunset, but certainly sunrises. What is it about the sunrise that you absolutely adore? I love that it's a new opportunity. I feel that it's a new opportunity for us to really, really choose love. And for me, when I feel that sun, like even this morning, like it was 6.30, so it was past sunrise, but the sun was on my face and I just felt like it turned every single cell on my body on and it filled it with love. It was like Mother Nature giving me this big kiss in the face and it was just like flooded over my body. So it's just that activation of love and a new day, a new opportunity, a new choice. So that that's what I love. I think it's so powerful. What are you reading right now? What is something that's really inspiring you? Is there anything in particular that you're looking at or are you one of those people that has 20 books beside your bed? <laughs> I know. I'm actually not reading anything right now and it's part of my aligned action this year to, well, it's actually part of the what more so, is to have the freedom to read. I feel and I know the if there's any listeners here now with kids, like, for me, um, I feel the last five years having the three little kids because I had the three kids in three years has I I was quite tired a lot of the time. So reading was something, and I had even this morning on the bike, I was like, oh, I could listen to a podcast right now if I wanted to, and I was like, no, what brings me more joy right this moment? Okay, I actually just want to listen to music and I want to sing. So for me, up until now. It hasn't quite, I haven't, I felt like I haven't had the freedom to read, though this year I'm going to be reading more. What do I want to read? I've got a list of books there. I've actually got um, like, you know, uh, I can't remember the name, but it's something pussy. 
There's a book about that that I want to read. I want to read Code Red. A lot of books about womb and activating your womb and understanding your flow. I'm really curious on that level um, to expand my knowledge as a woman and also as a coach. I really, that's probably where I'm going with that. Yeah, it's amazing what you get drawn to, right? Mm. I think this is so powerful. You know, as well as I do, that changing lives is something that you do very well. Known you for many, many years, spoken at a number of your beautiful events. Could you share with us, someone listening to this may want to know more about you and what you've got on offer for 2024. Um, Mel, could you give us a little, don't be shy, a, a plug on self and where people can find you? Sure. So I'm in the process of my rebrand right now. So you can find me on Raw Coaching. And um, what's coming up this year, which I'm also in the process of adding on Kajabi, which is going to be coming out soon. It's on my list to do. Um, I will be doing a retreat in May, which is going to be the Raw Women's Retreat. And I'm so excited about this. Oh, it's just this baby that's been there that's wanting to birth. And that's going to be a very, very much dance between the masculine and the feminine. And it's going to be hot. Like it's going to be so amazing because I find that there's a lot of retreats out there which are beautiful and peaceful and a lot of yoga, a lot of breath work. I want to add a little bit of that grunt for women, a space where they can let out some mum rage physically with their body because movement is a modality in itself. And that's like another thing that I do. I do still do personal training in the mornings. I've got three mornings a week that I have in my studio here at Pelican Waters. And everyone that comes into the gym, it's not just about moving their body. Um, It's about having that as a modality to shift what they need to shift to help them get to where they want to get and feel what they want to feel. So sorry, I got off sidetrack then, but going back to the retreat. So that's coming up in May. And then there will be more sunrise intentional morning. So I'm going to be doing one in February and I hope to have that out there within the next seven days uh, because February is next week. February is a month of love. So I thought, how beautiful, we can have a sunrise self-love activation. So it's all going to be about just pouring that love into ourselves. So you walk away and then you can pour that love however you want to pour that into your business, into your relationships, into your children, or just simply all over yourself. So that's happening in February. And I'm planning to do more of the sunrise activations because they've just been amazing for the women that have joined we did one in the end of December and we did one in spring as well and then there's something that I haven't really shared with the world publicly as much though they're my breakthrough days and my breakthrough days they're half day adventure day so previously I used to take 10 women on you know six mountains on one day or kayak over to Bribey Island though what is on my heart right now is just to take one or two you and your bestie or you and your friend or you and your partner on an adventure, whether it be mountain or kayaking to a location where that we can put that intention into that session to be a breakthrough session. So that half day, we will be in mother nature. We will go deep. We will set the intention together and we will fulfill that intention in that day. So you walk away with that clarity, with that knowing that you are okay. So that's something that I'm really excited about. 
So meanwhile, if you hear this and you're like, I really, really want to do that, get onto Raw Coaching or even just send me a DM on my Facebook or my Instagram, uh, which is Melinda Grinner slash Bingley. Uh, yes, I have just officially changed my name, Kimmy, to Melinda Grinner last week. I opened up the mail today with my new driver's license and Medicare card. So it's very exciting, though my Instagram is actually still Mel Bingley. So, yes. So is that um, rawcoaching.com.au? Is that a website? Not a website yet, just, just on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, so, right. Just wanted yeah. to clarify that no, for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is powerful. And can I just recommend, even if you don't live on the Sunshine Coast, following a beautiful Mel is inspirational enough as it is. And you will certainly learn a lot from her through those social media pages. But you also offer Zoom or online coaching, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so more online programs, because one thing I don't have is a capacity for many more one-on-ones. Like I literally only have probably one more client I could fit in to my one-on-ones in the mornings. So one thing for me, I'm like, I want to, impact is like one of my highest values. So online space is awesome because it's flexible, it's easy. And I do have two clients already that I'm doing online. We do FaceTime sessions. But one thing that I did the last two years, I've done the Reset Online program. So it's a 10-week program and it's all online and it's about resetting your mind, body, soul. So it's about helping and empowering women to whether they want to reset their health, they want to reset their career, whatever life domain, but it's driven with health as your anchor because your health is good, everything else is going to be good. Uh, It's going to support everything else. So using that as an anchor and that reset program has been amazing. I haven't set a date for this one this year because I'm going to be setting up uh, through some different processes through Kajabi, which will be happening. So it'll be more accessible for more women so I can hold more people in that space. I just think it's phenomenal. And I have absolutely adored watching you grow and develop and evolve over all of these years, also through relationship with Beautiful Blaze, watching the two of you shine, but definitely through motherhood. And then you guys put the intention out about your own home. You've now done that. You've put in a pool. You've just, you really are your word is probably something I'd love to say. So for those of you that think life's not fair, it doesn't happen, it's, you know, everyone else is lucky, I'm not, I would like to add a caveat here that things don't just appear or happen, not often anyway, that there is a lot of intentionality and work and uh, commitment and discipline to oneself in order to have these things achieve. And I think, Mal, you are a walking, talking, beautiful example of what it means to do the work. And I just want to say thank you for that and for also giving us all permission to cry when we want to, to feel, to lean into, to observe, to be curious, and then to have the ability and definitely the trust in realizing that everything is there for us to grow and to lean into. So I just thank you. Thank you for the work and for everything that you contribute to my life, but also to everyone here on the coast and, of course, those globally that get to follow you like that. As we come to the close, you and I could talk forever. I would love it if perhaps you could give uh, the self-love podcast listener a final, your final message and maybe include your favorite quote right now. It'd be really special for us to hear what it means to you in order to make 2024 your best year ever. 
the message that I have for you that is listening is that you are worthy to choose you. Everything and everyone around you, they love you and they want you to love you too. So you are worthy to choose you. And when choosing you, it's going to give them permission to choose them and choose you from a place of love because love is the answer for everything. That's such a beautiful way to finish. Is that your quote? That is, love is the answer. (laughs) I love it. And I'm just going to also add to that that this beautiful soul has probably got one of the biggest hearts you'll ever come across and she actually bursts love and exudes love everywhere she goes. Even in your toughest moments, I've seen you still shine and I think that's that's a real gift and testament to the work that you have continuously done on yourself. Your three children are very, very blessed to have you as their mama bear and that gorgeous blaze. I was so delighted and honoured to marry the pair of you and to witness your love grow through the different developmental stages and phases where many couples may have quit. You two chose to really grow together rather than apart. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for making my life such a beautiful part for me and also to remind me the importance and significance of that beautiful word you've used so much today, and that is to trust, to truly trust and love oneself is one of the greatest gifts of all. Thank you, beautiful Mel, for being on the show. Thank you, Kim. This has been such a beautiful conversation. And like you said, it's going to be just a conversation and it absolutely has been that. Like it's just been so beautiful. So thank you. And thank you for supporting myself and Blaze. You, I'm giving you a shout now. Like you're just uh, one soul that is just so beautiful to help couples realize uh, the importance of love you know, coming back to that place of love. So you've been a beautiful key. And for the listeners too, I know I'm still going on, but myself and Blaze are actually choosing to do more work with Kim because, you know, everything evolves, everything changes, and we just want to make sure that we have that, you know, we're watering our garden. We're still watering our relationship garden. We're watering our own gardens, but we're also watering our relationship garden. So find your people that are your people you're a beautiful being i love you both dearly and thank you for kicking off such an extraordinary 2024 get it thanks for listening to the self-love podcast be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit kim and her team at 28.com that's the word 20 and the number 8.com take good care This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.